Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Now in today's episode, we're talking all about the amazing Scarlet Witch, and what we can possibly see from her in the upcoming Disney Plus series WandaVision, and the new Doctor Strange film Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. In the gentleman's portion, I'm going to be discussing some of the top men's moisturizers with SPF that you should be using this summer. First off, I really just wanted to say that I 100% called that the Scarlet Witch was going to be in the Doctor Strange sequel. I made a YouTube video maybe just about a year ago, and in it I was basically just explaining, you know, why the Scarlet Witch should be in the film and how it made perfect sense, and I'm just really happy that Marvel agrees with me. I've been a big Scarlet Witch fan, you know, even before all the MCU films. I've really loved her in the comic books. She's always been kind of like the underdog, and then, you know, her power just keeps on growing, and now she can just basically do so much, but, you know, her story is still, like, enriched with all this, like, you know, like, pain and suffering and, like, trauma, and to see that she's still a hero, you know, is such a big accomplishment. So I've always been a big fan of the character in the comic books and in the cartoons, and so when they brought her into the MCU, I was super, super excited. I love Elizabeth Olsen as a Scarlet Witch, and I'm just really happy that Marvel is finally deciding to really focus on the Scarlet Witch character in the films. But before we start talking about the future of Scarlet Witch, let's just first discuss Scarlet Witch. Now, when she was first introduced into the MCU, this was during the time that 20th Century Fox still owned the film rights to X-Men. So because of that, Marvel couldn't call her a mutant, because mutants are tied to the X-Men. So because of that, they made her powers come from the Mind Stone instead. Now, in the comic books, Marvel even reconned her to not being a mutant anymore because they wanted her to look much more closer and more similar to the Scarlet Witch of the MCU in the Avengers. So, right now, currently in the comic books, her power set includes probability manipulation, energy manipulation, magic, she's also kind of like a sorcerer like Doctor Strange, reality warping, which essentially means she can do a whole damn lot. In the MCU, her powers were first depicted a bit like, you know, like kind of like witchy, you know, she had very much like scary, jarring movements, you know, especially like, you know, when she was like moving. And she seemed to mostly just be focusing on, you know, telepathy, you know, she had some kind of mind manipulation with the Avengers and telekinesis and energy wielding. And FYI, Marvel, if you can kind of bring back those scary movements that the Scarlet Witch had that made her, you know, more, much more witchier, I would really appreciate that. And I think the Doctor Strange sequel is a good time to do it. Since Age of Ultron, we've mainly just seen Wanda exploring more of her telekinesis and energy powers. You know, at first she couldn't even actually levitate herself. She would actually have to, like, catapult herself in the air, like in the big airport scene in Civil War and in Infinity War. But in Endgame, she was full-on flying at the end of the battle. You actually don't hear much people talking about that, but she was literally just flying about. It was awesome. And her powers have grown to such an extent that she held back Thanos while disrunning Infinity Stone and then basically almost killing him in Endgame by herself. I mean, she actually even destroyed Thanos' sword, and I swear that sword was made out of, like, you know, a powerful material, kind of like Mjolnir or Stormbreaker. She destroyed it and almost killed Thanos. No other Avenger has almost done that, you know, except Thor, you know, cutting off his head and actually killing him. But, you know, like, Thanos was weak and powerless then. Scarlet Witch was taking him, you know, at the height of his power and almost destroyed him. But we may be seeing Wanda's powers actually reconned in the MCU. Now, hear me out. Feige has stated before that Wanda's powers are actually quite similar to Doctor Strange. Whereas Doctor Strange's energies are much more refined, Wanda's energy appears to be very chaotic because she's just basically learned how to use her powers by herself. She's had no tutelage. Also, in one of the MCU's encyclopedia books, it was mentioned that the Mind Stone either gave Wanda her powers 
or unlocked something that was already there, like a latent ability, perhaps her latent mutant ability. Now, it's possible that Wanda can actually be reconned to being a mutant in the MCU. She would be the first mutant within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And especially now that Marvel have the film rights to the X-Men, and we know they really want to bring, you know, mutants into the MCU, Scarlet Witch will definitely be playing a part bringing the mutants in or actually being the very first mutant in the MCU. Either way, I'm 100% sure that we're going to be seeing changes coming to Wanda's powers when it comes to her future in the MCU. And speaking on that future, at Comic-Con in San Diego, Marvel said that the Disney Plus show WandaVision is going to tie directly into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, the series is debuting on Disney Plus in spring 2021, and then Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out May 2021. This is like the best news I heard from Comic-Con is that Wanda, I mean, I knew Wanda was going to have her own show, but the fact that she was officially said to be in Doctor Strange sequel just made me so, so happy because I do feel that Marvel has been doing her a little bit of a disservice when it comes to her appearances in the films. And I get it, you know, they're focusing on Iron Man, they're focusing on Captain America, they're focusing on Thor, you know, like the big three and Black Widow and all that stuff. And I'm just glad that we've finally come to the part, the phases in the MCU that's going to start focusing on Wanda because she definitely deserves it and she deserves to be center stage because she has such a rich storyline and it just stretches out and affects so much that they just need to use her. They have to use these stories because they're so popular. So I really just cannot wait. Okay, back to the podcast. Now, since she's grown in such popularity, especially with new fans since Infinity War and Endgame, Marvel is going to definitely put her center stage right now, especially in Phase 4. So first, we have WandaVision, and this series is going to bring back Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch and Paul Bettany as Vision. Obviously, Vision is dead after Infinity War, but we know that's not going to last long. I mean, he is an android, so it's kind of easy to build another Vision, but the problem lies in building a Vision with the same personality and emotions as the original, especially now that the Avengers don't have the Mind Stone, because, you know, part of the personality of Vision was coming from the Mind Stone. So I have a couple of theories on what we can possibly be seeing in WandaVision and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So my first theory, WandaVision will see Wanda bringing back Vision and her powers end up fracturing the multiverse. So like I said earlier, Wanda is super powerful and to the extent that she's actually been able to rewrite reality, and you know what, that always comes with consequences. I think WandaVision and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be making Scarlet Witch's powers much more closer to her comic book counterpart, and the consequences of her action from WandaVision will play out in the Doctor Strange film. But the consequences we see might have a larger effect on the entire MCU, and particularly the arrival of mutants. And now that Marvel owns the X-Men, this gives them lots and lots of storylines that they can actually play with based around Scarlet Witch's growing powers. This most noticeably happened when Wanda used her powers to strip 90% of the powers of all mutants around the world in the House of M storyline. So my first theory would go essentially something like this. Wanda, still grieving over the loss of Vision and the unexpected powerful growth of her powers, sees her attempt to bring back Vision to his former self, resulting in a fracturing of the multiverse or rewriting the prime MCU timeline to some disastrous effect. This could be done all consciously or even unconsciously by Wanda, because perhaps she doesn't even grasp really how powerful she actually is. Now, these consequences of her actions will lead directly into Doctor Strange, and you know, Doctor Strange is essentially going to have to like figure this shit out. 
My second theory is that the TV series will actually take place all within Wanda's mind and maybe also within another reality that she created where her and Vision have built the perfect life. The show will progressively show how the reality she believes to be real is actually created by herself and only an illusion, thus kind of beginning her descent into madness because she will slowly be not able to tell what's real anymore, what's not real anymore, what she created, what was there originally. So I kind of see this being very similar to the TV show Legion on FX. I don't know if you guys are watching it. You should. I mean, the last season just came out, but it's really, really good. But essentially, Legion is a son of Professor X, and he's super, super powerful. He's a very powerful telepath. But a lot of the show is taking place on the astral plane and within his mind and then in actual reality. But the audience doesn't know what's really real, what's really happening, what's all in David Holler's head. So that's what I think WandaVision actually could be like, that as the audience... We're not going to know what's really real because Wanda herself doesn't even know what's really real. And I think that's going to be a very, very trippy kind of TV show. And they've made hints that it's going to be, you know, very out there. So I think this is what they might be aiming for in my second theory. So with this theory, WandaVision will play heavily on the fact that Wanda has grown so powerful that she's just literally rewriting reality at will and can no longer tell the difference between what is real and what is not. This happened in the comic books when Wanda willed into existence children by vision, you know, by magic. And this isn't a stretch because her kids, long story short, end up becoming two members of the Young Avengers, Wiccan and Speed. The MCU is already laying the foundation and the groundwork for this. We have Hawkeye's daughter becoming the new Hawkeye, and we also have Cassie Lang becoming Stature. You know, she basically becomes, you know, the new Ant-Man in the Young Avengers too. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we will be seeing a Young Avengers film down the line. This theory would see that Wanda is slowly descending into madness because she's, her powers are just growing out of control and leading to Doctor Strange in the multiverse of, you guessed it, madness, and he's going to be there to help Wanda through this. There is really so much that Marvel can do with the Scarlet Witch character, and I don't think for a second that it's a coincidence that the new Doctor Strange film is called Into the Multiverse of Madness. The Scarlet Witch has a long story of trauma, loss, grief, powers out of control, and madness within our comic book history. And I actually think it would be amazeballs if the MCU did a reverse House of M storyline with the Scarlet Witch. So in the original storyline of House of M, Scarlet Witch was the reason that 90% of the mutants all around the world lost their powers. But what if the MCU, she becomes the reason that mutants come into existence? Whether it's because she feels alone in the world and wants other mutants like herself, because in the end they recon her to being a mutant, who knows? It's only a small change from her dramatic line, no more mutants to more mutants. But that's another podcast in itself, and you guys know how much I love Scarlet Witch, and I'm so stoked to see her, you know, get all the praise and attention she deserves in Phase 4, so just get ready, because I'm pretty sure I'll make plenty more podcasts centering around Scarlet Witch and her time in the MCU. Alrighty guys, enough said, let's go right into the gentleman's portion of the podcast. With summer in full throttle, you are probably getting way more sun than you normally would. And even if you live somewhere like me in London where there's constant overcast, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be wearing SPF. You may think it's a bit excessive using SPF every day, but it's extraordinarily easy to get into when it's already in your daily moisturizer. This way you're giving your face the protection it needs, especially during summer. So without further ado, here are my top 4 men's moisturizers with SPF. Number 1. Anthony Day Cream SPF 30 
Now this daily cream, as you guessed it, has SPF 30 and it protects your skin while offering nourishing moisturizer that is actually very, very, very lightweight, which is always a good thing, especially in hot weather. If you want something quick, if you want something easy and that just absorbs very quickly into your skin, this is the one for you. Number two, Clinique for Men Super Energizer SPF 40 Anti-Fatigue Hydrating Concentrate. Now this lightweight concentrate is a perfect addition to your summer grooming routine and it goes under your normal moisturizer. It's loaded with lots of caffeine so it wakes up your tired looking skin and it's definitely a must have if you want to give your face the extra bit of jolt along with some sun protection. This one is actually one of my favorites and one that I actually use a lot because I like the fact that the caffeine wakes up my face because I hate looking tired and I seem to always look it so I need as much help as I can get. <laughs> Number three, House 99 Broad Defense Moisturizer with SPF 20. Now this moisturizer uses spirulina and quinoa for an extra nourishing boost to your skin. It's very, very hydrating and with the added benefit of SPF 20 for the extra sun protection. Number four, Murad City Age Defense Broad Spectrum SPF 50. Now this moisturizer is for people who don't want to take any chances and are much more susceptible to sun damage. It's designed to protect against UVA and UVB rays and to combat the aging effects of pollution and sun. With the SPF 50 protection, it also provides a brightening effect with vitamin C to give that little anti-aging treatment to your skin. Now this one is a definite clear winner if you don't want to take any chances with your skin. And there you have it gentlemen, four amazing moisturizers with SPF that you should check out and use this summer. Don't take any chances because your skin is always being exposed to sun on a daily basis. A big thank you for listening to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. That would really give me a happy. Feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Drifting Decal. If you have any style or grooming questions, and I'd actually really love to hear what your theories are on WandaVision and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you want more content from me, check out my blog, www.driftingdudes.com. And until our next podcast adventure, I will talk at you guys later. Bye.